Hello, hello, everybody. This is No Chick Flick Moments, and this week, we're talking about VanCon. Yay! <laughs> look, look, guys, look. We, we, both B and I met up for the first time. Yes. This weekend, last weekend, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yes, we went to a safe third party location and saw each other face to face for the first time. Oh my gosh. And 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 I had so much fun and B, you're adorable and I love you and <laughs> I, I spent the whole time being like, what the fuck is humidity and what is it doing to my hair? Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's like next to no humidity on the prairies. And so, like, <laughs> just feeling the air, I was like, whoa. God, oh, my gosh. That's funny. My hair was kicking it this weekend. You looked so good. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> I, I i usually like i i grew up in the deep south right and and my hair doesn't do anything but but uh the uh, vancouver was really giving you volume treating you right yeah yeah that northwest coast it was nice um so but guys we went to vancouver we fucking did it um and and so we were originally going to record this episode um when we were in Vancouver together we were going to give you we were going to treat you to uh to uh, the <laughs> fucking being Remy unedited uh yeah just the fucking <laughs> babbling that takes place uh-huh uh-huh but but turns out that when you wake up at 8 and get back to the hotel at 12 midnight every night if we're lucky it was like <laughs> 2 in the morning 3 in the morning going to bed. I was like, oh my god, I feel young and old at the same time. <laughs> Not much time for podcasting, but no. But oh my gosh, we did that we're so just great. means that we were super busy doing a lot of fun things that we get to tell you about today. Yeah. So we went to VanCon and we want to tell you all about VanCon because we have a lot to say because it was both B and I's first ever supernatural convention. Yes. And like I've been to comic conventions and it they're nothing like this. Like there's next to no preparation that they give you. So it was a brand new experience for both of us being there. It, and and we went um you know it we're gonna mention these names so i'm gonna throw it out now uh we went with friends you know fandom friends and and it was me b our friend mariah also from fandom and mm -hmm. uh natalie fisher which uh, m might be a name you guys know as a uh, sh a supernatural journalist with uh hypable so yes yeah, and so we're all mutual friends or friends of friends, and so we had the rental for a room together, and we spent pretty much every day with something exciting that we could do. Uh-huh. We're, and we're going to run you through all the things that we saw and all the things that we felt because, oh... My goodness. It, it, oh, my God. I mean, you see the con videos, right? And and uh, and you think you know what to expect. And, and you kind of you do. But it's just the the hype in the in the in the um, it just the, the environment of excitement and being with friends. It, it really elevates it. And it was just it was a lot. It was both 
exactly what and not at all what I what I was expecting. <laughs> oh no kidding. Yeah, like the videos that you might see on YouTube about each of the actors doing their panels, that gives you an idea of what the content of the convention will be like, but it really doesn't give you a sense of the atmosphere or the pace or just what it feels like to be surrounded by fans and you know everyone in the room you have something in common with. You all love this show. Yeah. Yeah. And to have it in Vancouver, where the show itself films, we, uh, one, got a bunch of bonus. Uh, we, we, we did a lot of exploring of Vancouver through a supernatural lens that, that yes. we'll talk about later. But two, it is just, you know, every panel opened up with, welcome home, guys. Because this is yeah. supernatural, and this is where the magic happens, and... And it was just so good. It was so good. <laughs> it it was amazing. Like, I'm sitting here with the biggest smile on my face just thinking about it. Because, I mean, as far as first conventions go, I'm like, this is going to be hard to beat. Like, <laughs> Vancouver had such a warm, welcoming atmosphere. The convention itself was really chill. Everyone seemed to be in a great mood. And even the actors and actresses that were up on stage, they all seemed to be having a wonderful time. So... All in all, like, everything was just bubbly and light and fun. Super fun. And the first thing we wanted to do was talk about the convention itself. Uh, go day by day and and run through all, all what what the content of the actual convention was and, and what we took away from it. Yeah, we'll give you guys kind of a highlight reel because we know, as mentioned, that oftentimes these panels get posted onto YouTube. So if you're looking to see what each of the guests spoke about, then we definitely recommend going there because we're not doing a deep breakdown, but we are going to let you know sort of the things that popped out to our attention as we were going through. Yeah. So strap so, yeah. in for 45 minutes of yeah. <laughs> B and Remy's final takeaways marathon. <laughs> Everything is a takeaway at this point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah, the convention itself went on from Friday, August 23rd to Sunday, August 25th. And so that was three different days that they had different guests appearing each day. Um, Loudon Swain was there to do the introductions between each of the guests. And so they played fun music that had a theme relating to whoever was coming on. And so Friday, the guests that were there to speak, um, we started off with Rachel Miner, so Meg Masters, and immediately following her was Jason Manns, who's a singer, songwriter, and friend of the show. And we missed the panel that involved Gabriel Tigerman and Jeffrey Vincent Perrys, but we were back in time for the panels that followed after that, which were Samantha Smith and David Hayden Jones, so Mary and Ketch. And after that was Brianna and Kim and Lisa. And then they were the wrap-up for Friday. So that's a lot of names to toss out there, <laughs> but... Remy, like we said, we started off with Rachel and then followed up with Jason Manns. Yeah, and I liked I liked how you said it, friend of the show, because I mean, both Rachel and Jason, they they the focus of their panels was really like, "Hey, I participated in this thing and now it's changed my entire life." And this is the kind of family that we've built and it's amazing. So Yeah. 
So I really, I mean, it was a great welcome, especially from from Rachel. Uh, yes. Oh, she's always so effervescent. Like, she's smiling. She has such a great energy. And she really works to bring positivity to what she's doing yeah. and also to just take positivity from what's going on. Yeah. They talked about almost, uh, I would say, half of the panel, uh, sorry, not the panelists, the people who were asking questions, the fans who came up to ask Rachel her questions, uh, they had something to say about Seattle, right? Yes. Yeah, because there was a a bit of a bad scene that happened to Seattle Convention this year because a a freak snowfall hits and Seattle doesn't know what to do with it. Uh Uh-huh. And and the entire convention was was canceled. It was rolled back. Um, They couldn't do it. None of the none of the I guess you could call them keynote speakers, Rob, Rich, J2, Misha, uh, actually couldn't make it in and it was a very limited like number of of the supernatural cast that that was actually at the hotel at the time rachel among them and every i don't know all the details of what went down but but every person that came to the mic uh, the first thing off their lips was rachel uh, seattle was what it was but you were you made it special regardless yes and and I just like uh, everyone was just like oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm sitting there like oh this is our family hi yeah, and like this is this is where we're starting you know this is the foundation that we're building VanCon off from so it was just a really great positive note to be bringing in and yeah. yeah. Love you, Rachel. Love you, Rachel. And then Jason Mans came on, and he's like, he's a, so who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew who the fuck he was, but he 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 was making jokes, like some self-depreciating jokes off, off the front. He was like, uh, I don't remember what episode he was in, but, <laughs> but he was hilarious. Yes. Just seemed like a really, again, down-to-earth person, Uh and he was allowing people to make music requests, and then was basically turning down the majority of them, being like, (laughs) I don't know who you think you're talking to, but, like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) He had his guitar and a mic, and and he, what did he call it? He called it a, 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 a what? He matched a, a up Q&A the concert, so it was like a concert. A concert. That's exactly it. <laughs> and and half of the uh, people who came up with with questions were actually song requests. And he's like, "Uh, it's been a while." <laughs> like, I'm glad that you remembered that from my back records. But uh-huh. uh, next ne- question. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. And and we had uh, some questions about you know uh, his music. Music and you know he talked a lot about how he got involved in the show and he's not really so much involved in the show <laughs> he's like hey one of my songs was played for like 10 seconds and now it's eight years later and here i am what's with yeah. that yeah yeah he kind of told a story where he was sitting in a room with eric kripke and eric knew him because again jason's a friend of jensen's Uh and kind of in the peripheral of the show there and kripke kind of being like well you've you've been on the show right like your music has been (laughs) used and jason was no no it hasn't huh okay and so then jason's song got used in 
season four, episode one, Lazarus Rising, when um, Dean gets back into the Impala and Sam's iPod is hooked up there and it's playing quote unquote shitty indie music. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's Jason. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jensen got to poke fun at his friend in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And like Jason says, he's like, I've been writing that line ever since. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he was really fun. He was really funny, and it was just really cool. And you know what? It was Jason out there with his fucking acoustic that, on top of the Loudon Swain, you know, opening act, if you want to call it that, like, kickoff to the convention, that I was like, oh, shit, like, like, this hype music vibe is, is a big part of this whole... Uh, experience experience yeah there was there is this this concert thread that went through the entire convention and it's like i didn't realize that it was like that no i didn't either like the essentially the way that the panels would end and the next one begins is that latin swain would come out in between and then they would play a song and then as they wrap that up then the next guest is the one who comes out and yeah oh yeah it was it was really interesting. It was really cool. I don't know that I knew to expect that, and uh-huh. so it was a really great surprise. It was a, like a I didn't know to expect it. It was a it was a really pleasant surprise. It was um, like I said, high energy, and Rob was just having a time out there. You know. Oh yeah. Loud and Swain is is um, uh, Rob Benedict is their frontman, and and he hosts the entire. Uh, con with rich uh gabriel so except that on mm-hmm. friday here um rich apparently was busy because he is directing the the episode that he is directing in season 15 he was prepping for on friday so he wasn't able to be there yeah i i know that natalie told us but what is that was it episode four no because it would episode four airing is the one that Jensen was directing. So this might oh. be episode four um, in production. So that would be three airing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So keep, in lo- keep a fucking lookout because, yeah, we have Rob, not Rob, we have Rich uh, directing episode three of season 15. And- At least as I understand it. Yeah. I mean, the, there's a lot of things that happen this weekend. I'm liable to get mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that does sound right because, you know, you have the Buckleming episode, episode two-ish, and you have the opening episode, which is I don't know who. But, um, but it, you know, it's around those early episodes where – but we definitely have Jensen who was directing his episode uh, mm-hmm. with – And it sounds like Rich's episode is with Yaki because yeah. they were kind of uh, – <laughs> I'm like they're kind of flirting with each other over Twitter about like, hey, so how's Vancouver going? So, of course, eyes emoji placed on that. I'm like, Yaki, you got an episode coming in here? Uh huh. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. um, Yaki left the show this season, didn't he? Yeah, but he left his fingerprints all on season 15. It sounds like before he went. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna so be, that's it's a gonna hit, be really but... interesting. So, but, but not, I don't want to get too much into season 15 speculation, but Rob and Rich were like the most, you know, the host uh, of, of, of the whole con and they would come out in between every panel and they're a hoot as well. But oh Rich gosh. was absent on Friday. Uh, 
uh, he was he was busy working. Yeah. yeah, it's you know, you gotta get it in when you can. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we happened to miss the panel that came on in the afternoon that involved Andy Gallagher and Asmodeus, or as their real names are, Gabriel <laughs> Tigerman and Jeffrey Perrys. We so did we see Gabriel. Sorry, <laughs> we did see Gabriel though later that day. Yeah, he came out and was kind of teasing for a bit. Uh huh. He was. He 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 came out to interact with the. Um, I think it was Brianna. Yeah, it was Kim and Brianna and Lisa. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, because he is their intern on the podcast <laughs> and um, had some thoughts on how he could make it big. And they were just like, "We like your initiative, but like, know your place there." So <laughs> they had a lot of great banter between them. But uh. But the panel that we were there for uh-huh. was um, Samantha Smith and David Hayden Jones. They were the next ones afterwards. And so we got to see the interplay between Mary Winchester and Arthur Kesh. Uh-huh. And I don't know about you, but I really didn't know what to expect from David. I I had been taken aback when I saw him on a Hallmark movie. And he didn't have that British accent. And so to see him interacting with Sam Smith was a hoot. Holy crap. Oh my god, what Hallmark movie? I don't know. They're my dad's obsession, not mine. You didn't tell me this! I've seen him on Hallmark movies, yeah. And he has like, oh, this must have been something that talked about on Thursday. But like, he has this whole, like, fan cult because he's in Hallmark movies. And, like, that's why some of the questions are directed to him. Is, like, if Ketch and Mary were in a Hallmark movie, what uh-huh. would it be about? Like, on Supernatural. Uh-huh. And that's why he brought up, like, the Krampus would be the monster of the week and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, what did he call it? A very merry Ketchmas? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so he's already in the know. He knows what he's about. He knows where his fans lie. And he's ready to just bring banter to it. That's so fucking funny. Because me, when I saw him, and I was just like, hey, it's the State Farm guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't he speaking in a British accent? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked hearing um, Sam and David kind of talk about Ketch and Mary's relationship because I haven't seen season 12, so I really don't know what the fuck that's about. Uh-huh. I'm a little frightened at what I'm going to see just based <laughs> off of the context I've received. But just the fact that Sam said that she played Mary as, you know, she made her choice. This is one and done. I'm gone. And David was like, yeah. And I was playing Ketch as being a little more vulnerable, like covering my chest like, oh, okay, that's fine. I, uh-huh. mean, I wasn't really invested anyway. <laughs> Yeah, they're both really funny. And so, yeah, seeing David and Sam instead of Ketch and Mary was pretty funny. It was pretty great. You you actually saw Samantha Smith. Yeah, I saw her on Thursday when I was in the airport waiting for Mariah to arrive. Because I guess they both... That was Mariah also a little bit freaky. She's like, I think I was on the same plane as Samantha Smith. Oh my and God. I missed it. Because... Oh. <laughs> Like, she seriously walked out, like, maybe 10 minutes before Mariah showed up. And I was already in, like, is that Mariah? Is that Mariah? Is that Mariah mode? Uh-huh. And so when I saw Sam Smith walk, I was like, is that Mary? 
<laughs> and like so it took me a moment to be like oh my god that was mary uh-huh uh-huh because because mariah was coming in from la which is where samantha smith lives you know and and, and david as well um yeah but yeah that's funny and yeah. and Natalie said that when she was uh, taking the metro down to uh, downtown uh, from the airport, she saw the actor who plays Elliot, the teenage actor who uh, I'm sure he's not actually yeah. a teenager, but <laughs> the Lebanon kids, Lebanon kid, yeah, Elliot. And I was just like, oh, I didn't get to see any supernatural people. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I don't. Okay, so. I probably didn't, but when I was walking back, I haven't told you this yet, but when I was walking back to the airport or to catch the train for the airport, Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe I might have seen the actor who plays Mick Davies, which is the (gasps) other British man of of letters, but that's just the, that's a very, very sketchy. Cool, I think because you're gonna put it at low percentages. Well, because why would unless he's a Vancouver native, why would he be there? Yeah, um, and he's not like he was going to be at this convention, uh huh, and then he couldn't be. Oh, and that's the end of my story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't see him. It could have been. You never know. He might have came in late and been like, sorry, guys, I fucked that. You know, I didn't get there on the weekend. (laughs) I whiffed that one. (laughs) You never know. Uh, You never know. You never know. Uh, Well, I I, I only bring it up because it's like it's one of those things where it's like you're not expecting to see that person. But when you do, it's like uh, it throws you for a bit. (laughs) Oh, that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but 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 anyways, we um. Uh, the, the the Sam and the David panel, I think, was the first panel that really, like, subverted my expectations. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, David himself was a big personality. He was fucking funny. He, 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 was, he was really, like, cute with Sam uh, yeah. through their whole and panel. I, I did like that Sam, like, took a moment to be, like, Mary's imperfect and you don't have to like her. But, like, don't hate her just because she's not perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just, I got to talk very briefly with her on Saturday and like just mentioned that absence, the episode and how significantly you could feel Mary's absent, like the fact of yeah. the title and the sheer importance that she has. And Sam just mentioned that, you know, like not everyone seems to appreciate her character. And I just sit there, I'm like, oh, that's so heartbreaking to think because Mary really is an awesome character and she's flawed, but that makes her really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Samantha said herself, like, Mary was canonized in the boy's eyes. Yeah, she was was put on that pedestal. Yeah, exactly. But when, you know, in reality, in truth, like, that's not something that anyone can live up to. Yeah. And and like you said, she, Samantha said, I love Mary because Mary is perfectly imperfect and it was a it was just a pleasure to play her and i'm like guys (sighs) this is just the first of many many hits 
Big feels, yeah, because, I mean, to to ruin the illusion of podcasting, we recorded the episode for Absence and ha- already had kind of wrung all of our emotions into this big uh-huh. sopping tears mess of Mary. <laughs> and then to get to Vancouver and see Samantha Smith talk about Mary, it was just like, oh, fuck. When, when this did is you, happening. When did you talk to Sam? Um, I just got, like, a word in edgewise when, um, Mariah, Natalie, and I were talking to, well, I say Mariah, Natalie, and I, but, like, Natalie was talking with Sam for a bit and, like, got the 300 script signed and Mariah Ah. and I were Natalie's little ducklings and hanging close by. And you had your, I'm a big fan moment. Basically. (laughs) That's cool. That's great. Uh, where 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 the hell was I? <laughs> um, oh, it's did fine. You, was that when you went for your walk? I went for a lot of walks, guys. <laughs> because, <laughs> dude, Vancouver is freaking amazing. It's it, it's, it's one of my beautiful. favorite cities I've ever been to. It's, and like the convention locations right near the seawall, so you get to see like all the boats. You see the water. You see the mountains in the distance, and the air so clean and it was beautiful. It it was. Amazing. And we spent a lot of time exploring Vancouver, again, as we'll talk about later. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. What, yeah, what's next? What's next? So, <laughs> right after Sam and David was Brianna, Kim, and Lisa's panel. So, Donna, Jody Mills, and Billy, aka Death. Yeah. And as previously mentioned, Gabriel and Gallagher came up and was doing a little bit of riffing with them. He pretended he had a question and it had to do with his podcast, uh-huh. the podcast, I should say. And he's like, hey, I heard that that intern of yours has been doing some animations while Scout Steel is busy. And, you know, like, is he going to make it big? Just <laughs> <laughs> Kim is so funny. And like when she and Brianna get together, they seem so loud and personable like they just are all over the place and so I was like how how does Lisa feel kind of being here while they're doing that but they all had like wonderful energies together no I think that Lisa actually slot in pretty great there. yes I mean it was so it was so funny because it's like she Lisa was sitting not in between them right no. Okay. Okay. I was just trying to think of the way that the, the they were sitting on the stage, but it was really just uh, like you said, Kim and Brianna were just like riffing off of each other in such a way that they were just rising in mania, basically. And then, and then Lisa is sitting next to them, and she's like just watching the show, but so very obviously enjoying it. Yes. And they convinced Brianna to sing a little bit about her childhood crush. So she sang her song dedicated to, was it Jonathan Taylor Thomas? It was Jonathan Taylor. JTT, as she so dubbed him. And yeah, poor Brianna. She kept like bursting out laughing (laughs) as she was doing. (laughs) Kim was literally crying. Oh, Oh my god, it was hilarious. And we got to hear a little bit too about Lisa discussing when she had to sing on set. Uh-huh. Um, like the oh death. Her was it her introduction? Yeah, it was her introduction. I know you're not there yet, but um so when Billy as a character, as a reaper, was introduced in the show, she came in in this really heavy and 
awesome moment where she 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 just kind of emerges from the shadows and she's acapella singing oh death um and then she has this hi i'm billy you're oh a pain my in my fucking ass aren't you <laughs> oh my <laughs> to, god to the boys and it was it's 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 one of my favorite scenes like it, i love billy uh, i adore billy yeah um and yeah, so Lisa talking about actually having to sing it and have that filmed, she was just like, okay, so like, how long should I sing? And they're like, don't worry, just just go until we tell you to stop. And uh-huh. she's like, there's nothing like that level of pressure of where you have to just keep performing a cappella until they decide they're done with you. She was like, I was just like sweating. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, this is a great first scene to, to shoot. Yeah, and you know, singing live, no fucking problem. Right, right. No no music, no score. Like, she's like, in theater, you have, like, a fucking soundtrack. Well, and, like, as a theater person, she was like, I want it to be perfect from, uh-huh. like, the first take. And, like, there's no going back, even though that's not necessarily true for um, television or film. Uh-huh. But just having that pressure that was put on her. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there, and, and it's, you know... Uh, theater versus television there was a lack of structure or direction that she is she was definitely not used to yeah so it was quite the learning curve it sounded like yeah yeah but that was that was a good like (laughs) first impression moment Mm -hmm. and 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 kim and brandon talked a lot about the podcast or or a lot of people ask questions about the podcast and have you listened to any of their podcasts i don't know the name of it the Wayward Podcast. The Wayward Podcast. Yes. Yeah. I've I, I've listened to one episode, um, one and a half, and and they're they're so fucking cute. They're they're so funny, and again, they have such great energy together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like official recommendation: go go listen to the Wayward Podcast because they just bullshit, but you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's an excellent way to spend your time. And. Yeah, so that that was Friday, and Friday they had the karaoke night, and I didn't know. Did you want to talk about that now, Remy, or should we do that later? No, we can talk about the karaoke night when we talk about the Saturday night special, because again, like, uh, even within the panels, like with Brianna, with Lisa, with everybody, um, with Rob and Rich and and Jason, through all three days, the, this music was such a prevalent, like, theme within the whole convention and again it's just it was it was super fun and it really i don't know it elevated everything for me because it's like oh we're having a little sing-along or we're having a concert or Mm -hmm. like we're singing songs we're sitting more communal than sitting there and everyone bringing their voices out together exactly that's it yeah we're sitting i was gonna say we're sitting around the camp the campfire sharing stories and singing songs and it was it was pretty epic it was great but that was friday yeah and so on saturday um, the first panel that went on had Kim, Brianna, and Lisa again, and this time joined by Sam and Rachel. So it was the five way to hell, according to Loudon Swain's musical <laughs> choice. 
I didn't catch that. <laughs> and, and you know, that panel did, uh, just by way of the questions asked, it focused main, mainly on the industry and, um, you know, women in the industry. And even, uh, you know, film and television is a very difficult job. And it's a difficult yeah, and- career path to go down, and uh, and so they t- they talked about that. All five of the women talked about that a lot, and they talked about their good days and bad days, and how they continue on. And it was it was one part. I don't know. It struck a really nice like mental health note for me, mm-hmm. and it was just like very sincere. And, uh, and I, I enjoyed that panel immensely as well. Yeah. That even though the questions were perhaps directed towards how can I break into this industry, they really gave answers that were like general life advice, things that you could go and say, like, make sure that you aren't just waiting, make sure you're doing at the same time. And yeah, just having that balance and knowing your worth and knowing to stick things out because even when things aren't easy it's part of the journey it was all again really advice that you could take and put to your life and not just oh i i'm not trying to be an actor i can tune out on this no it wasn't like that at all yeah yeah and yeah it was fun seeing the five of them together too for sure (laughs) <laughs> even if it, it made me feel a little bad about my lack of fan fiction writing <laughs> no no i'm kidding i mean I, I don't feel bad anymore i've moved past that anytime that you want to pick up the pen you you already know you have the skills remy okay I, <laughs> i'll vouch for you even if you don't believe it oh oh that's too soft a moment let's move on <laughs> <laughs> it was david next right yeah, just the David solo panel this time. And oh my god, he has the energy of like a golden retriever puppy. Oh my god. So actually, um, Jeffrey, is that Asmodeus' name? Yes. Yeah, so not to talk about the Saturday Night Special, but we did we did uh, miss uh, uh, Jeffrey's panel uh, on Friday. We were doing a supernatural walking tour uh, of, of Vancouver, which we'll talk about, but we, we, we didn't see Jeffrey's panel. So my first exposure to Jeffrey Preeze, uh, a.k.a. Asmodeus, was at the Saturday Night Special, no, it was at the Friday um, karaoke, and holy shit, <laughs> I kept on, like, looking at you and going, too much personality. <laughs> it's just too much personality for me. Like, I felt myself shirking away in surprise more than anything, because I was not expecting Kentucky Fried Chicken Demon <laughs> to, like, every time I and the tiger mentioned tiger, he would go, in like the deepest like, every time and he was jumping all over the place he was a huge personality and natalie who has been to a few supernatural conventions before she says oh no he's fantastic he is a he's a who he is a character and a half he's a total hippie and and he is freaking hilarious so um so I, I think a lot of that came out in that in that karaoke night, and it, and it was just like like you said, looking at him on the stage, jumping around like a madman and making whatever the fuck noises he was making. Oh my god! At random intervals, and like 
what? And then I had the revelation. Okay, okay. If you can play the Kentucky Fried Demon with... With a plum, yeah. Oh, with a plum, yes, exactly. Then you have to have some sort of sense of humor. That's great. Yeah. But but we're bringing up Jeffrey because the way that Jeffrey surprised us, David also surprised us. And so at yeah. David's solo panel, he was so jokesy. And, like, you actually got up to ask him a question. And you asked I a really did. good question that had to do with his accents. Like, where did he draw Ketch's accent from? Yeah, I did. Um... So I I only asked one question uh, at the convention because I actually was genuinely just curious. And, and if you go, hey, guys, you should YouTube um, David's panel and you might, like, see my face. You'll definitely hear my voice. Um, but I, uh, I didn't know that the British accent was an affectation until I saw those State Farm commercials, right? And, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> who's but, this yeah exactly i, I spent a solid like uh, two months of football season thinking no that's not him no that's that's not him. his evil twin alexander uh-huh uh-huh and i, <laughs> and I asked the question um and I didn't know anything of his nationality at the time uh, when I asked the question, but I, I, I kind of framed the question as I've heard that it's, it's more difficult to teach to Americans accents than it is people of other nationalities just because Americans like aren't exposed, one, aren't exposed to other accents in general, and two, Americans are like, statistically more self-conscious about themselves like as they're trying to do this thing like i sound silly so i didn't say any of this in the question but i I, i've heard from voice coaches and all these articles that like um americans are really really resistant to learning new accents um because they they don't want to learn so it's hard to teach them i guess is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. anyways He's not even American, so <laughs> so this is neither here nor there. But he is uh, he is Canadian, um, but he has uh, English family, and he as I was like sitting there, standing in line, trying to ask this question or about to ask this question, he pulled out a bunch of different accents. He's a fucking chameleon. He he's like a total uh just kind of um stand up comedian kind of personality. Mm-hmm. He was really great. But, he even said like he had been a stand up comedian for a while. Yeah, like, you know right away whether you're good or you're not, and you could see his chops as he was at this panel. Oh yeah, for sure. And and so when I got to the mic, I was like, okay, so obviously you have a full arsenal of accents at your disposal, but um, I've always heard that it's difficult to do that, you know. So I uh, kind of a two parter. Oh, how do you learn your accents and uh, uh, where did you know catch come from? And and he told this amazing story on, uh, you know, the influences behind the catch accent. And he said that when he went to um, uh, audition for the part, he he went full Cockney, and and he it was you know doing the Cockney accent. And uh, and they said, oh, we want someone a little bit. The casting, you know, people said, oh, we want a little bit 
more highbrow. And yeah, we wanted it to be this posh accent because uh-huh. of where he went to school. It's a very fancy finishing school, and so he would have like the Queen's English accent. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and is uh, David talked about so he channeled his uncle of Westminster and I just thought it was kind of cool that he wanted Catch to essentially be an imposter like that his true roots were on the street and he had been masquerading as someone Uh, who fit in with the upper class and so that wasn't the direction that they went with it, but like that was his initial interpretation of the character, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and he said that when Ketch defected, he wanted to slip that that high class affectation of Ketch and go full Alexander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I asked him, so did you pitch a Cockney accent for Alexander? And he's like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he really he just really wanted to pull that cockney out didn't he yeah oh my gosh yeah he was really hamming it up and he was a lot of fun no he was so fun uh and then then we had robin rich and matt yes we had that trio up there and oh my god they're just a bunch of clowns oh yeah <laughs> they had a question that was essentially like, what was the most embarrassing thing that happened that you know of, but like the fans or the audience didn't know happened? Like, what was something essentially that went wrong that you covered for well enough that no one realized it? And so Rich had a story about <laughs> blowing a massive hole in his pants up on stage one time and it was I believe he was introducing Jared and Jensen at that time and so he was being extra careful to make sure he never turned his back towards Jared so Jared would not see that this had happened and absolutely tear him a new one over it Uh and um so yeah there was a lot of mentioning of the word anus and Rob kind of being upset like why why did you pick that word to use like you could have said anything and then rich naturally of course starts using taint and every other word that he can think of to describe where this hole in his pants ripped yeah beginning at the anus straight past the taint and scrotum down to the inner thigh yes oh my god and and he said like i knew what had happened but jared could not under any circumstances, <laughs> yes. know what happened. <laughs> and 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 he did this really comedic, like, miming of the crab walk he had to do off of stage. Mm-hmm. And 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 then and then uh, Rob was with him at the time, and and Rich said that Rob was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yes, it's like you can't know now. No one can know right now. <laughs> It was really fun. Matt was really sweet. Yeah. The thing about Matt is that um, I watched Kings of Khan, right? Mm-hmm. So Matt in Kings of Khan, his character is like the epitome of dude bro. Oh, no. Curl bro. Yeah. He's hilarious, but he's just a total like dude kind of character in the show. And 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 Kings of Khan is all about, you know, uh, it's a parody of of these supernatural conventions and the ridiculousness that goes on there. Um, but knowing Matt Cohen as John Winchester 
And I had never seen one of his panels. And then I saw him on Kings of Con, and he was like, yeah, that seems about right. He had his shirt off like 80% of the time. Nice. <laughs> And then, and then actually seeing him at the convention and all that Rich and Rob had to say was like, no, he, he is the complete opposite of that. And you could see it in Matt. He's just, re- again, really sincere. It, it's like, it's so funny for the actors because we, it's, it's just a sliding scale of absurd or sincere. Yeah. <laughs> You just don't know who you're going to get. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm shocked every time. Yeah. But it's never who you expect. Oh, yeah. It was a really good panel, and, like, Rob and Matt also had some pretty great stories when it came to what was their most embarrassing thing, so we do recommend you guys go check out those videos on YouTube. And the panel that followed right after that was Felicia and Ruthie's panel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we got to see Felicia Day, and, oh my gosh, Ruth told a hilarious story about her attempts to cook a pizza in the oven. Oh my god. And how it ended with her calling 911 and three fire trucks showing up. Oh my god. Oh poor Ruth! And Felicia is just like sitting a foot away staring at her in absolute disbelief. Like, it's like horror and 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 almost like crying from containing the laughter oh, it was, yeah. you know the face it was like oh no but then also like oh my god this is the fucking funniest thing yeah please continue <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh my god it, she ruth oh my god ruth she was the most fucking adorable person i have ever encountered I irl love her so much i can't even think about it I can't face the son of Ruth <laughs> because she's so. Do you see the? Did you see the way she walks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's beautiful. I love her so much. I'm sorry for that cackle to break the moment, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she was adorable. There's only one word for it: adorable. And, and yeah, the. Final panel that we saw on Saturday was Misha's panel, and oh my god, Remy, you caused a little bit of chaos for Natalie there. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't. <laughs> oh boy. So uh, what? Yeah, you you do this. <laughs> you you did this, so you do this. So guys, what happened was, um. Like I said, we were we were there with our little foro of friends. That's not a word, um, but the quad squad. The, yeah, the quad squad. Um, I was gonna say trio, but I'm like, no, that's not right. Foro, that's <laughs> a word, right? <laughs> foro is a word. Anyways, um, so what they do for the bigger, I guess, you know um panels the show leads or whoever you want to think of it yeah yeah the show leads what they do for the q a on the show leads is like you know for every other panel so far um just people have lined up at the at the side 
sides of the stages to to ask their questions. Yeah, um, and it's kind of first come, first serve. They exactly. go from left to right, and they just alternate that way. And as long as there's enough time, you get your question asked. Exactly. But for Misha and then later Jensen and Jared, um, uh, there's actually a drawing for, you know, the chance to ask your question. So you put in your name and seat number for, for uh, a chance to ask your question. And it's a random lottery on if you can line up at the side of the stage or not, just to keep things from getting out of hand. But um, Bisha comes up on stage, and I think there was a little bit of, like, technical difficulties. We had, well, had... there was supposed to be a stage reset, I think, taking place. And um, it's either that he came out early or the setup happened late, because traditionally the lineups for the Q&A take place before the actor is out on stage and so they don't necessarily see everyone scrambling back and forth but yeah. that's not what happened at this panel here. Misha was commenting on like why, why does everyone seem to be running? Like it looks like uh-huh. some sort of performative art that's happening right here. <laughs> right because the the um the event coordinators were going to the people to point them out and say hey you can ask your question. Um um, instead of just putting the list up on the 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 screen on the stage, yeah. which w- which was what should have happened before Misha had even come out. Long story short, um, Misha was very confused at the fact that the stagehands were like doing this because he didn't know what was going on, and and then someone told him like, oh, these are the people who can ask you questions. It's it's a lottery. They don't just line up. You have to be chosen to do it. And and he's like, I just said you every time and every it was so funny everyone in the audience was like yes misha they do it every time (laughs) and yeah at about this point the names actually came up on the screen behind him and so when he goes and takes a look he immediately fixates on one name in particular and so he's like natalie oh natalie's gonna ask a question and i think our Natalie was immediately like, "Oh no, I can see where this is going." Uh huh. Because because Natalie herself is a is a is a journalist uh, and who do- has done a lot of interviews with the guys. Um, and she thought like, "Oh shit, he thinks it's me." It was not her, but um, but but Misha being Misha, he's like Natalie. Is there a Natalie in the house? Where's Natalie? Let's get yeah, Natalie's like, I question. I think Natalie should ask a question first. Uh-huh. And wh- whoever was the actual Natalie on the board either wasn't there or, like, didn't speak up or there was something that happened. And so, Remy, you happily volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's like... Natalie and this is okay to be fair this went on for like a solid 60 seconds he was a dog with a bone he would not let it go and I was like at first I was like wait Natalie was that was that you and she was like no 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 it was not me and but then he was like any Natalie will do he's yelling out into the crowd and I was like I got Natalie over here And then he just swivel looks over. I'm like sitting right beside Natalie. So I get a little deer in headlights. And oh my God, Remy, what did you do? I I I got elbowed in the ribs by Mariah. And, and I shut the fuck up is what I did. <laughs> except, except it was too late. It was far yeah, too the late. The damage was done. The damage he was done. He wanted Natalie to get up and ask a question. And so she was, oh. 
I she, felt, oh, <laughs> she was like, I don't have a fucking question. <laughs> no, she, she got up. She went to the stage. She was, she was like, do I have to? And, well, and like she was whispering, she was whispering with the handler, like just trying to sort out what was going on. And he was like riffing at her the entire time. Uh-huh. She gave him the finger at one point. And he's just <laughs> like, that's that's a comment, not a question. Uh-huh. And and then and then he puts his hand up to his eyes because the lights are glaring up there. Like I know I was ten feet away from David and he couldn't see me. But he puts his hands up to his eyes and he's squinting out to Natalie at the side stage and he sees her and he realizes like, oh well, shit. She I- says like this isn't the normal context where I ask you questions. Uh-huh. And he's like, what are you a therapist? Like, no, I'm a journalist. Like we've discussed before. And he was me like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah and like i think it like dawned on him slowly like oh fuck he was fucking with natalie (laughs) like oh shit we just talked at comic-con didn't we (laughs) well i think they were supposed to but um no her table didn't get hit so she did have genuine questions for him but she didn't have her phone with her when this was taking place so she couldn't refer to them but she did ask a really great question that was about Ruth mentioned being teased terribly by Jensen and Jared the day of filming. I think it was on their episode two airing. Uh But she mentioned the teasing. And so Natalie brought that to Misha's attention for further information. And so he told about um, Ruthie's mistake of instead of saying some Italian word, she said vulva, and that (laughs) set everyone off. And and Alex had been having a hard time. Yes. He wasn't saying crook, he was saying crypt, and he was putting hell in all over the place. And so Misha was just prepping him to say those words. Uh huh, and and it just reached this this crux where everyone broke down, and they wasted hours on set. And it's like, all right, a round of applause. What a great way to bring in the new season, you know? Yes, there was a point where the five of them—that's the right number—the five of them go through the set of double doors, and when it came time for Misha to go through, Jared just like slammed the door in front of him. <laughs> right right and um and i okay okay i i did feel bad for putting natalie on the spot there (laughs) yeah it it turned out really well it turned out really well i think yeah there was no need to be concerned on natalie's part but that is really hard when you have that moment you're like i'm not prepared for this and this is happening fuck (laughs) Right, right. And, and and I think that she initially thought that he knew it was her from the get-go, or he was thinking of her from the get-go, but um, I loved, like, one of my favorite moments of the whole convention was that moment of realization on Misha's face, like, oh, oh yeah. wait! <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, wait, it's you! <laughs> Yeah. It was and funny. I think I think they talked later and kind they of hashed that out. But she's just like, that's my luck when it comes to these guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, so that was Saturday. And what a Saturday. Holy crap. Uh, actually, what my takeaway from the Misha panel was, um, was oh my God, the yeah. last question asked, which was, uh, it was what... 
Misha saw for Cass going for the finale of this of the series, and and he uh, so actually what the question asker asked was so I heard I know that you think that Cass is going to get an unhappy ending, a tragic ending, but if Cass could have a happy ending, what would it be? And he completely ignored that to be like, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, he just is saying, like, I can't imagine a happy... Uh, uh, I'm cutting myself off because I don't even like to go down that thought path too far. But that was, like, super interesting to me. And and it was doubly interesting because I still don't think that Misha actually knows what the ending of the series is. No, I don't think it's been broken to him. I don't think that he would have been as candid as he was if he if he did. And I think that there were some fans at this convention that... um. I, either at their autographs or at a special event with them, but they kind of brought up the, you know, Cass could be human. Like, that could be his ending. Because we've seen Cass as human before, but it wasn't his choice. And if he actually chose to be human for season 15, for his ending, then that would make the world of difference. And I, I'm on team let Cass uh-huh. be human by choice. Oh, yeah. And I would love to see Misha kind of gain new perspective for Cass and realize that he doesn't need to go out in some epic fashion that Cass means a lot to yeah. us as viewers and as fans, and we want good things for him, too. We, we um, as a group, talked about a lot of Supernatural, but we talked about this uh, in, in particular uh, that Saturday night after, you know, it was all said and done. And here for for me, or no, I should say I talked about it a lot, but for me it was like, here's Misha saying, I just can't honestly imagine a, 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 an ending for Cass that isn't some great sacrifice, some great tragedy. And me, I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and it's like, with with what we know about the you know the afterlife as it stands, um, and what we know, we know that the actors want to continue on with Supernatural. We don't want the season fifteen finale to be an end, and I don't think that the actors do either. But all all that in mind, um, I can't sit here and think of a ending for cast that can possibly be what Misha is imagining. Like, no, I, it would be a great tragedy. And I mean, if that's what they're going for, but tragedies, they want it to be permanent. You know, I'm like, Cass comes back so many times, but they, when they are talking and saying like a permanent end for Cass, I'm like, no, no, (laughs) refuse. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm the, I'm in the same boat. I know we're in the same boat there. It's just like, no, no, we'll see. We'll see. He's the embodiment of free will. Like he's our, the, he chose to defy heaven. He chooses over and over again to be with his people. Like let him be the embodiment of free will and choose his own ending. Yeah. Yeah. But that was our Saturday panels. Uh-huh. And we move on to Sunday. And Sunday, the first panel that we had was just a Rob solo panel. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, we Did anyone even ask him a God question? 
I don't think that there was, or at least if there was, I don't remember. But there was this really, like, small fan. She was, like, seven years old. And oh. she just, like, I think we heard from her on Saturday. Uh-huh. And just, who's your favorite actor? Oh, it's Rob. And Uh-huh. Yeah, she came up to ask a question. And he was so endeared to her that he came down and gave her a hug. <laughs> It was so sweet. Oh, my God. My heart, it melts. Yeah. she. The question that this little seven-year-old asked, which he asked her age, and she was, oh, my God, she was adorable. Um, She asked, what's your favorite song? And and he was just too overwhelmed to even, like... Mm -hmm. And he asked her what hers was, and she named a Latin Swain song, and so he was immediately like double struck to the heart. He 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 put his hand to his chest, and he like re- physically reeled back, like <gasps> here's a heart attack. I'm having one. Uh-huh. Oh my god, it was adorable. And and there was actually one God question where um, I don't know how the question was put, um, but it was something along the lines of, did you see it coming or did you, were you happy when what happened happened uh, with the season 14 finale with the, with the um, spoilers, not spoilers, when, God, <laughs> when God turned bad and he went through his whole like process of reading it and no he wasn't expecting it but he did know that the fans were going to be mad yeah and that there was i think it was the convention that came immediately after the finale aired and like he got booed when he came out on stage He's like oh no it's like no no they're they're just booing your character they still love you rob oh my god uh, but but uh, my only thought there was uh, are there people who are mad at this because i fucking loved it I loved it too. Oh, it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a great 15th season. It's so fitting for the show and I can't wait to lose my mind over what they do in 15. It's going to be amazing. Yes. And now and now we're going to have to put a uh, a not spoiler free <laughs> warning on the summary but I ain't even mad. Honestly, and I'm like Okay, you've had the whole summer to watch. And if you're watching with us, I mean, we're deeply flattered and Uh we apologize profusely for fucking you over. But, (laughs) oh my God, we're looking forward to getting to this in our episodes too. But yeah, um, after Rob's panel was Ruth's panel. And here's where I realized that Ruth likes to steal things and then give them to the fans. Again, she's fucking adorable. She had this this bag, and this tote bag. This tote bag, and in her bag was little toiletries that she stole from her hotel and or the mini bar. (laughs) (laughs) She she had for every fan who asked a question, she would give them. Like the luxury bath wash or the pound cake that came in her welcome basket or, oh my gosh, she was adorable. Again, I can't get over how perfect Ruth is as a fucking being that lives on this earth. 
Yeah. And it's like, I thought I loved her before, and I just love her even more now. And she's she speaks so soft and... <sighs> heart eyes. Remy has heart eyes. I'm just the thousand yard stare right now. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably my favorite of the entire conference. Mm-hmm. And she did so well, too, because she was the last panel before Jared and Jensen, and they were held up. And so she had to essentially buy time. So she, she, her panel was only supposed to be like 45 minutes, and Uh she went for like an hour hour and more. Uh Yeah. So she's a total champ. And in the, but, but near, you know, near the tail end of Ruth's panel, B, what did we go do? (sighs) we went to go traumatize ourselves (laughs) because on saturday natalie essentially convinced us and mariah was definitely helping they were co-conspirators in Uh this to have uh remy and i go and get a photo op with misha as castiel because these ops go the i don't know if it's all of the proceeds or if it's most of the proceeds but they go to charity and Misha is in character as Cass the entire time. And so they they bent our rubber arm and convinced us to go buy an op. <laughs> and so we had to sneak out from Ruth's panel near the tail end and go and have this, oh my God, this moment of panic. Because I don't think we- either of us are like really appreciate being in photos. I don't know. I won't speak for you, Remy, but... I, I I mean it's not the yeah no I don't really like photos but I mean I, but that aside it it we 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 did the Misha as Castiel photo op um and in all proceeds to that photo op went to random acts and he had the coat on he had the tie he he had the face because there it's very different from Misha. I mean, uh-huh. Misha at the panel is not Misha in this photo shoot. We we went into this convention not planning on doing any photo ops, any autographs, and we didn't. Um, any of the you know solo, any of the meet and greets stuff like that. Um, uh, and we almost got off scot free, except yeah. But but it was it was great. He was so he was so cute. We got to take a picture with him, and Britney Spears' "Toxic" was blasting. And oh my god, we're like, is this Cass's playlist? And they they changed the song shortly thereafter, which was unfortunate. But oh my god, I don't even remember. I was too. Busy. It was Britney Spears's "Oops, I Did It Again." By the oh, way, oh, it was, wasn't it? That's even better because yes. I actually know the words to that one. So. <laughs> I was singing along. What uh, did you think when you got your photo taken with Cass? Um, he's a large person. He's big. <laughs> the only thing I could really think about in the moment, I couldn't think about smiling. I couldn't think about posing. I was just like, his arm's really heavy. <laughs> he and like, don't make on. a face that shows how shocked you are about how heavy his arm is. <laughs> I got to touch the coat, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, I'm briefly, like, 
I'm holding my breath a little bit right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to fight through this panic attack. That's fine. It's fine. But yeah, we, we had the first photo taken. Apparently it wasn't good enough. Chris threw us back into line. And the second one, I do say I, I like it a lot better because, again, I had slight more. Okay, you fucked up the first go now. How do you do this right? <laughs> so we got two photos taken. Yeah. And the people or the person in front of us the second time actually had Cass take off his coat and then she wore it instead and I was like oh my god <laughs> we we just we didn't do any poses or we didn't have any props we were just like cheese yep just plain Jane let's do a hug and get going it was great though he was yeah. great I'm really pleased with how they turned out, too. That first one, again, my face looks very dear in headlights. I really liked like, the first one. What? I liked the first one. Well, I'm glad that you did. <laughs> I The more I look at it, the less I hate it. Because, like I said, like whenever I get my photo taken, I can critique each and every one, you know? Uh-huh. But... The second one, I actually look at it and I'm like, no, I can't critique this. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I like his face better in the second one, too. So, like, good job. I really loved his face in the first one. So, <laughs> He looks, I mean, he looks good. There. <laughs> okay. I said it. I broke the news. <laughs> um, it was, it was tons of fun, honestly. Yes. I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we did it. And immediately after was Jared, the Jared and Jensen panel, the J2. They finally got off their asses to get down <laughs> into, onto the stage a half hour late, but they got there. It feels like Sunday things kind of go off the rails a little bit just because there are photo ops that happen uh-huh. before the panel. And then depending on how much time that takes, it can throw off the rest of the day. So the panel with Jared and Jensen took a little longer because Jared was still working through photo ops. But uh-huh. when they did finally take the stage, it was wonderful. It was. It was. Um so we're basically rounding out the con, uh, the concert, the con with the J two panel, uh, and and they were like we had seen Jensen the night before, and and that was a thing that happened. Um, yeah, it, I'm holding my breath again. <laughs> but but the uh, Jared and Jensen together, they they really do. I know I've overused this phrase this this podcast, but they riff off each other so well. Yeah, just the one question that really stuck out to me was like talking about their style icons or their fashion icons. And you can tell that Jensen has had a long history of like <laughs> trying to make Jared dress better uh-huh. and Jared just doing his own thing. And he told this story about this pair of jeans that were falling apart to the point where he had been holding the legs together with staples. <laughs> and yes. the fight that Jen and Jen had to get rid of these pants. Uh-huh. And hearing that they don't actually have stylists when it comes to these conventions. They are just doing their own things. So the outfits that Jensen wears are Jensen's choice and Jared wears is Jared. I was like, Jensen's choice. I mean, that's very real. Uh Uh-huh. But nope, they dress Well, that was the first question. That was really the question asked is like, so what do your stylists do for you for these, you know, conventions? And they're like, we don't have stylists. And that seems to surprise a bunch of people. Yeah. I never thought otherwise, but I mean, no, it, it really was a surprise to a lot of people. 
And just hearing that um, Jensen doesn't really dress to match an icon per se. Like he's not dressing with someone in mind. He is picking uh-huh. his outfits and he's choosing sort of the flavor of the day that he wants to have depending on if he's going to a convention, if he's going to some sort of press event. So that was just kind of cool to hear about. It was. It definitely was. What stuck out for me, I had one Jared moment and one Jensen moment, was um, where uh, my my Jared moment was when someone asked, if you could go back and do one thing different, just just you know maybe you whiffed it uh what would you do different yeah what episode would you redo or like what moment in an episode yeah yeah and jared kind of took it over and he said now it's not that i would want to do it different because i would want to do it better because i really you know love the way that we did do it but it's not that I think I messed up, but if I got to go back and do one thing again, I would want to do the pilot and I would want to do Swan Song because mm-hmm. if I knew then what I know now, not that I'm, you know, 19 and stupid <laughs> when I don't know how old he was. He was what, 22? Mm-hmm. I think he was like 23, but um and and not when i'm fresh on set and terrified of losing the job this pilot not getting picked up not when i'm doing swan song and i feel like it's an ending you know i'm i'm i want to get this ending to kripke's vision right uh uh, those two episodes i would want to go back and just experience again knowing the 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 scope of yeah of what the show will be yeah kind of being informed in those moments so that you can appreciate them yeah like that fucking got me man yeah i'm like hi yeah 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 i mean we, we the first thing that jared said when he came on the stage was okay I'm not going to cry this time. Something along those lines. And it's yeah, just like. But you just can't. You got it. It has been really emotional. And it seems for Jared, especially, um, he cries on a dime, he said. But, but it, for, for, for Jared to take that someplace so sincere and, and with so much like, nostalgia and emotion and uh, like these are the memories that we're bringing forward into the rest of our lives i'm like okay i'm cool this is cool (laughs) yeah we're we're all fine this is not an emotion i'm feeling at all Uh uh-huh and and for jensen he uh someone asked a question about mary coming back and jensen said um you know amara bringing mary back was um supposed to be what dean needed most but jensen sat here in front of me and said in front of us (laughs) and said but you know i always really thought of it as he didn't need that parental figure in his life he didn't 
that's not what he needed. He needed to be able to confront uh, his mom and the blame that he laid at her feet. And he Jensen called to uh, the penultimate episode of season 12 where Dean confronts his mom in the dream sequence in Mary's dream sequence. And, uh, and he said that was one of his most favorite scenes. I think that was the question. What was one of your most favorite scenes? And it was that. And he said, because, you know, it's not as Amara said that what he needed most was his mom back. What he needed most was to, to be confronted with the truth of his past and his family and to come to terms with everything. Yeah. To kind of air the history that has been canonized and lionized and to see it as truth and get the opportunity to move past it. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, it's Lebanon. (laughs) So we, uh, uh, we can parallel this pretty directly to John and Lebanon in season 14, episode 13, the 300th episode. And for this pearl to be giving Dean his heart's desire. And ultimately the note that we end on, on this episode is Dean uh, uh, declaring you know what i'm good yeah the We're life good. that i have is the life that i want i wouldn't yeah. give this up for anything so so i mean to hear that that's how jensen felt about the mary scene and and knowing that's the kind of mindset that he went into lebanon with it's like okay okay this now this is everything that i thought it was and i'm glad that I'm glad that I, I, I now have that kind of validation. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was cool. It was just really cool, you know? Because, yeah. Because we we do get those insights into the minds of the actors. And it, and it puts a lot of stuff, you know, on screen in perspective. It really does. Yes. And scene. That's my, that's my bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was essentially the convention. And like we've kind of mentioned before, there on Friday night, there was a karaoke and on Saturday night was the concert. And the concert was a really big thing. Like because it's in Vancouver, they actually had the crew come out on stage Uh and like give an ovation to them. And I was really struck, too, that Jensen sort of, like, ushered his way over to the exit part of the stage. And he wanted to be there to say goodbye to each of the crew personally as they were stepping off at the end of the concert. Yeah. The concert was really great. We, We not only had Rob and Loudon and Swain, we had Jensen, um... But but what surprised me, because I don't really watch convention videos. I just I just don't. Yeah, um, I don't really either. Although, like, I know they're there and yeah. they're good to put on as background. Yeah, we had Kim sing a song. We had Brianna sing a song. We had Matt Cohen and Lisa. And uh, Ruth. And Ruth. We ha- sing a song. It really was like this concert with 
a lot of the cast and we got to see all these people that we know and love and they came out and they uh, again just this sense of community was so so very strong yeah and just again like voices in tandem it's such a strong connection that you can just feel being in a room with everyone singing together and you see your faves up on stage and they're singing along too and everyone's just having a blast it was it was way way more than i expected there yeah because i didn't know to expect it yeah and like jensen sang two songs he sang heaven and he sang son of a bitch and like i liked son of a bitch before he started singing it but when he <laughs> sings i'm like this is such a dean song and i lose my freaking mind it was amazing yeah and then he and Brianna and Lisa and like everybody came out at the finale of the concert and were singing together. Oh my god. And everyone was, you know, also for the most part at the karaoke night, which I also didn't expect. We yeah. had Brianna and Kim and uh Ruth David and, and Jeff and yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone was uh, really came out for the karaoke night, which was the fans putting in their names to to sing some songs, and there were some classics out there. Um, and it was just, it was two great nights of just music and fun, and it was not at all what I even knew like i said even knew to expect from yeah it's not even something i knew i would enjoy as much as i did yeah it was really great yeah so that that was the convention guys like (laughs) i mean for our first one i feel like it we really felt like we were knocked out of the park absolutely i mean even for not doing all the things doing the autographs and the photo ops and and the meet and greets it was such a just a fucking pure weekend yeah just the energy of the convention everyone seemed to be in a good mood everyone seemed to be having a good time and so everywhere you went just felt light and warm and cheerful and just smiles everywhere, you know? Yeah. I don't know if all conventions are like that or if we just hit a blue moon or what, but it was really, really special. And I I, I just know that when I was, when we got together, we were like, we should, you know what? This is the 15th season. This is the, the eve of the 15th. We should, you know, maybe we should go to a convention. I was pretty and, yeah. nervous. Yeah, like Mariah brought it up after the news of season 15 being the last one. And just saying, you know, it would be really cool if you were to go to a convention that the convention in Vancouver would be the one I'd pick. And we all just jumped on that kind of YOLO <laughs> swag in our way through. We're like, yeah, let's do it. Boom, tickets. Yeah. But... It was such a good decision. Like, I was so, so grateful to be there in such good company and having such a wonderful time. It was something that I was, you know, I never thought I would do. Yeah, it was really meaningful for me to be able to be with other fans in person Uh and to just have the opportunity, just at a drop of a hat, talk about 
a certain aspect of the show and just dissect it, just investigate how everyone thought about it and like go through a season and talk about what the arc meant and what we kind of saw as the takeaways for it and just like we're walking around Stanley Park and just drop a couple Dean feels out there and then in the next breath talk about the seals that we were seeing like Uh uh-huh having that ability is just invaluable to me and I know it's just a show and yada yada but like having something that everyone in the group can connect with and has a lot of heart relating to and just knowing that you are in good company that that, that's welcome there I feel like that is really invaluable and that was really what helped elevate this from a convention to being a really special event for me personally no, absolutely. Um, it was so, so worth it. So it really is an experience. And if any of you listeners out there are like me uh, two weeks ago, like, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, don't be. It's even if you don't go with friends, even if you don't uh, feel comfortable, like reaching out to people, um, within these, like, fandom spaces, even if this is some, like, secret part of yourself, which I only say because that was me a couple years ago. Not to get too real, but... (laughs) But, um... To put yourself just... To surround yourself in this community, it's something special. Yeah. Yeah. It's something definitely worth doing once. You know, uh-huh. if you're only going to do it once, just just to be able to experience it, I think is really worth it. Because it, it might feel like a leap if it's your first time, but you're, you're really diving into a welcoming pool, like the SPN family, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, if you're an old hat at this convention lark, then... Tell us all about it because I now need to know everything because <laughs> God knows I'm going to do this again. I, I, I'm I going to milk this cow for all it's worth. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think this is something that I would do just once anymore. And especially if it's like we can coordinate to go again because it really yeah. is special to be able to meet up with people you know and be like, oh, my God, did you see that? Like doing that in real time. Yes, absolutely. Um. Uh, B, I got to see your pretty face. Oh, you're exaggerating. No, oh, shut up! <laughs> oh my god, I had so it was such it was it was surreal and amazing. So it's so great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I know it sounds like we're wrapping up, but we still have to talk about the fact that we were in Vancouver, guys. Yeah, and we had a whole day dedicated to going to different filming locations. And, like, the night before, we the four of us basically sat and be like, okay, if you could go see any place, like, any location within the series that had, like, a meaningful moment for you, just no holds barred, let's make the list, let's see what we can do. Yeah. And so we brainstormed that on Sunday night. And then on Monday, we had a vehicle rented. There was a Led Zeppelin playlist going on (laughs) as we went to the locations. Yeah. And I'm already smiling. We're all smiling because we... 
we had lunch at the Biggersons that Cass dimension hopped through. I guess it's not dimension hopped, but... Spatially zip, zip, zoomed, teleported everywhere. Uh-huh. Season eight. We went to Smile Diner. From that was season 13. Season 13. And and I had breakfast there. We went all over the place. We went to the I lost my shoe great in the alleyway. Yes. Oh my god, that was so much fun because um Natalie met up she coordinated with some friends to go there too. And so Alana and her friends, they showed up and we all had fun doing the recreation of the I lost my shoe scene. <laughs> and right around the corner was one of the classic uh, Winchester, early season Winchester motels. It was the motel from, you know, Bad Day. At it's, Black a Rock. it's a great pumpkin. It's a great Winchester. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot more than I now can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, like, believe me, if you guys saw this motel, it's like, oh my god, oh my god, you guys. This is exactly what you're picturing when you're thinking of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. We saw the the bank from... See, the dude who was convinced it was robots was actually a shapeshifter. And Hendrickson... <laughs> Is there Hendrickson's introductory episode? I, I we saw what else did we see? You, I'm sure you are way more organized than I am. So, um, we got to see the Sandover building. We got to see the pink alleyway where Sam confronted Rowena and like was going to shoot her in Funeralia. Um, we got to see the the playground that had Heaven's Gate. And like Indra, the drunk angel, we got to play on that playset and like recreate <laughs> the slide down that he performed while drunk. The alleyway where Dean and Cass exited the brothel is the same alleyway that Sam and Dean drove down in 1305 Advanced Thanatology where they meet up with Cass. And so we were figuring out, like, okay, that's where they would have put the phone booth. and Cass's resurrection in season yeah. 13. Yeah. We yeah. found what we believe is the Blackberry Patch. Like, it wasn't on the filming map, uh-huh. but just based off the fact that Misha would have been doing a lot of studio work that day, and then they would have likely just tried to find some place close to the studio to film this bit, we found... What it was right, like yeah. The patch, yeah, and it, it was had... right on the track where uh, Jensen did his Jason Todd shooting. Yes, his Red Hood Halloween special. Uh huh. And yeah, this little patch had the blackberries, and like Mariah is working on a story that involved poetry and it had blackberries. Cass's resurrection. It was a very emotional thing, and you're just sitting there like, yeah, I know it's it's blackberries, but like it's resurrection berries, guys. Cass is back. It was the resurrection blackberries. And oh. we went to um it's a great pumpkin, Sam Winchester, uh, the benches scene, the Dean Cass benches scene. Uh 
Oh, we my went gosh. to Singer Salvage, and like the guys there were like, "You guys are here for Supernatural," and we're like, "Yeah." And <laughs> they just waved us right in. They were like, "Right over there is where like the car dropped on the Leviathan," and they told stories about the guys just eating lunch with the workers that own the salvage yard and work at the salvage yard. And Natalie picked up really some cool. bolts, some bolts off the ground at Singer Salvage, so. I some have. souvenir bolts. Yeah, some. Uh, we uh, had a drink and played pool at Donnie's bar. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I, I don't know if people realize, but like, Donnie's bar is a bit of a thing for us. I don't know uh-huh. if like anybody else has the same level of concern for this <laughs> one episode in season ten with this guy named Donnie who owns a bar, but <laughs> in Lebanon. Uh, it's it's a big deal, though. It's a big deal for me. And speaking of Lebanon, we saw the bunker entrance. Yes, it is beautifully painted with the entire right now. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's tagged, but it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's this beautiful kind of closed off walkway. It goes underneath a bridge. It's very scenic. And even when it's painted, you're like, oh, this is a moment that I'm having. And one of my favorite moments. Oh, oh before God. I get into that, we got yeah. we saw the Dowling house from Peace of Mind, the big yeah. pink Victorian. Yes. It was way it was more beautiful. epic than, <laughs> than film made it out to be. It was larger than life. Yeah, it was beautiful. It had a beautiful yard. And... We saw Lisa Braden's house, and yeah. the, it looks like the same house that was at the end of season five is also the backyard where they had Cass watching Dean raking the leaves. So that was really interesting, because just, like, being there in person, you wouldn't think the backyard was big enough for it, but looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I liked that a lot, Lisa's house. Uh, it's just, it, it was a big moment. It was swan song, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it was the end scene of a fucking era, you know, Kripke's era. Yeah. So, and we we saw in Jack's dream in season oh, yeah. fourteen where Dean was teaching him how to read a map, and it was the four of them on their way to Dodge City. We went out to that building, and one of my favorite moments was uh, from. Another season 14 scene, uh, season 14, episode 7, Unhuman Nature, where Dean and Jack have their... Uh, <laughs> what what <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I always try to like dive in deep and then I realize I don't know fucking what I'm talking about. Um, uh, Jack wanted to go to where now? He wanted to go to Tahiti? No, he wanted to go no, to... No, no, no. He didn't want to go to any of those places. He just wanted to have close human moments. And so he and Dean were going to do just a run for burgers. And then Dean gave Jack the keys and told him that he could learn to drive yeah. baby, essentially. And so they went out onto this open stretch of highway. And Jack was behind the wheel and getting more comfortable and got the opportunity to just open her up and go. 
And so we went out and found that location uh-huh. and like the exact stretch, the direction that they would have been going. And we put on the same song that was playing in the episode and we just peeled down that strip with yeah. the song playing. And when we got to the end of the road, it was like perfectly timed. The song ended and it was just, it was surreal. It was a really special moment. It was Let It Ride by Bachman Turner Overdrive. And and like I said, it was yeah. episode seven. Go back, watch the scene. And we got to cruise that same service road. Yeah. And Windows down, <sighs> song blaring. Song blaring. It was uh, really, really special. I was yeah. very, very happy to share it with you guys. Yeah, me too. Like I said, we got to tour Vancouver uh, with, you know, our supernatural rose-tinted glasses on. And, yeah. and, it- and like, Natalie was so stellar about, like, finding the exact angle that the shot would have taken place. We had so much fun just being a little goofy and recreating the things uh-huh. and just celebrating the show that we all enjoyed it just was a fun road trip idea essentially like here's what we're going to do for the day we're going to go see our favorite spots and just relive these moments together yeah yeah i was all about the benches my 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 two go-tos was the uh it's a great pumpkin um uh, cast the great pumpkin sam winchester Right. I, I, I do not know the name of that fucking episode. It's a pumpkin, Sam. <laughs> it's a pumpkin, Sam. Uh, <laughs> it's the great pumpkin. Uh, the the Dean Cass playground scene. And and then the other one was uh, the man who would be king. Uh, but, but that bench, we did know where it was, but it was on private property, so we didn't get to go to it. But. Yeah, we weren't going to risk it. But, but I, you know, it's just the fact that I was in the same city as it. It's good mm-hmm. enough for me. Mm-hmm. And have photos from the same angle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really, really special. And pool was a lot of fun, too, at Donnie's Bar. I mean, you knew how to play, but you were the only one. And I was <laughs> adamant on cheating. I didn't we let were- you know at the time, but anytime I'm playing with someone and I can sense they're competitive, I start cheating more. <laughs> what so you didn't appreciate me talking smack because i know you're totally fine it's just that's what i do i'm like okay you're gonna cheat well i'm just gonna throw these little curveballs <laughs> as i'm playing and see if you catch on there were sometimes you wandered away from the table me and mariah were there so i just shot as many times as i could <laughs> and then you came back i'm like yeah no nothing happened don't worry no uh, i i've noticed I feel like you would notice, absolutely, but it was like, I'm not f- fessing up to doing this. It's funny. Mm-hmm. No, we, we had a great time. It was, it was a, lot a of great time. Yeah. It, was, it was the very last thing we did. Yeah. Uh, a drink and pool at Donnie's fucking bar. And then we went back to the hotel and we woke up the next morning and we went our separate ways. And it was just a stellar weekend. Yeah, it was it was really magical. It was, I mean, people who do this all the time is probably old hat for you, but for this being the first time seeing each other, the first time going to a convention, first time really kind of interacting with a show on a level that I haven't ever before. Like the tour on Monday was such a yeah. big deal. 
It was really, really special. And I was very glad to be able to share it with you and Mariah and Natalie. Yeah, it it was great. And again, for for anyone who is on the fence about going, definitely go. I would also recommend Vancouver. Uh, next year's Vancouver Con is October the 16th mm-hmm. to the 19th, uh, 2020. And it, I'm not going to say it's the last because it's definitely not the last, but it's the it's the next one scheduled. So, so yeah. Hopefully there's a lot more years in Vancouver because, like you say, it's a really beautiful city. And it's just really neat to be able to do that tour. Uh, the city, uh, or or at least the uh, company that we went through to do the Supernatural walking tour, they do two or three walking tours. But they also do a driving tour where they do essentially what we did. Um, and they have a whole bus of people who go out and around Vancouver on a driving tour to to see supernatural filming locations and it was it it was something to do in yeah. you know a big way yeah and Remy we didn't really even get into the wayward cocktails event that was on Monday night oh my god of course Monday night um <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We keep trying to wrap to wrap up. Did I say forty five minutes? I don't think that was me. You said it'd be like half hour, forty minutes of talking, and I was like, okay, Remy, <laughs> sure. But but Monday Monday night uh, before we went to Donnie's bar, they had the wayward cocktail hour, and it was um. This uh, uh, charity event that uh, some fans put on year by year. And uh, we have a little uh, official, unofficial panel with Jerry Wanick and Kevin uh, Parks. And Jerry is uh, a set producer for the show. He's been with the show since uh, since episode one. And Kevin Parks uh, is an assistant director to the show and he he's also been with the show since episode one and um and they were both great fun to talk to jerry uh got a lot of questions on set designs and the choices that he made in set designs and uh kevin got to talk about uh the episodes the couple of episodes that he's directed for example he directed bad boys in season eight with the young dean and he was really impressed by the actor who was playing young dean and he was the one who went through like the screening process to hire and i'm so very sorry that I don't know your name because you're my favorite. Uh, the same young Dean who did Bad Boys and the Hansel and Gretel episode. Um, so that was a really interesting tidbit for me. And like I said, Jerry, he's a, a set director and he and he had a lot of you know fun little anecdotes about why they dressed up some of those early and late season motels the way they did or and the rooster diner <laughs> yes he did as soon as that got brought up i lost my mind a little bit again because i was <laughs> thinking of optimism and that whole bit and mm, yeah basically they just sometimes are like Bet you won't do this. And then they just run with the fucking theme. And then they're like, Uh oh, great. Now we have to have the characters act with this. Uh Uh-huh. 
And, and, uh, man, he talked about the bunker. He talked about the motels. He talked about the diners. It was, it was pretty great. And it was a super casual, we were at a fucking gaming bar. Yeah, it was Um, the Stormcrow Ale House. And the whole thing was just pop culture references abound. Yeah, yeah. And it was lots of fun, too. So, so. We just did it all. <laughs> Forget what I said about not buying the autos or the meet and greets. Like we we got we had the whole experience. Yeah, and like at the end of this cocktails, uh Brendan Taylor, he played the new Doug in season 13, episode 11, Breakdown. He yeah. had just finished a performance of a play that he was in, and so he just stopped by in a wayward as fuck t-shirt and just started answering questions for the hell of it. Like it was so casual and warm. And like I went up to Jerry after he finished his portion and just said, like, I started watching in season 13, and one of the things that really struck me was the sets. Like like, when my friends and I get together to talk about the show, we always have something to mention about the motels, the diners, whatever. And so it's not a question. It's just a comment. Like, I really appreciate what you do here. And it was just really cool to be in a place where these conversations can take place. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, it, it really is a community. And it's unlike anything I have ever experienced or I feel will ever experience again. So this is our two-hour advertisement on <laughs> get in while you can, guys. Yeah, it. I mean, there's, there's reasons to trash talk creation entertainment as a conglomerate. But as for the conventions themselves, the people themselves, the atmosphere, everything, it really is special and it was really worth it. Yeah. And we're not paid to talk about this. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, 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 that was Vancouver. That was Vancouver. That was VanCon 2019. My favorite U.S. region, though, you know. Midwest, uh, not the Midwest. You didn't even see my fucking face fall as soon as you said that. <laughs> the I made you Northwest. eat all dress chips. I made you eat what I call Cheez Its and the rest of the world calls Cheezies. <laughs> I made you eat Nanaimo bars and Macaroon Madness. You did. And you still are calling this like the lesser America. I brought, I brought home a bunch of maple syrup and. Uh, <laughs> And a bottle opener, so. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So, uh, it, it was, I, I don't have words. It was fantastic. Yeah. I was really glad to be there. I'm, I'm glad that you came and visited Vancouver <laughs> with me before you actually, like, visited your brother. <laughs> oh, my God. My brother. My brother's been living in Canada for six months. Uh, he just got married. And, and he's been in and out of Canada for two plus years and i haven't been to toronto but i've been to vancouver and i know my other canadian friend so not my (laughs) sister-in-law but (laughs) i i feel like you choosing between toronto and vancouver and as a canadian i will put out the controversial statement vancouver's better you made the right choice (laughs) so vancon special yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this, and we definitely recommend you go hit YouTube and watch the panels if you are at all curious, and if you have convention experiences or 
interest, if you have questions, comments, whatever, please reach out to us because again, we love talking about this show. And now we have just a further subject that we can discuss with you guys. So yeah. Yeah. And you can reach out, out to us at uh, No Chiflick Pod on Twitter, at No Chiflick Podcast, at Tumblr, our Gmail, or our website at No Uh We love to see it. And uh, if you like us, then subscribe, rate, review. Also love to see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of very fun things sorry i just hurt myself with the thought of what's coming up because we are uh going into our final few episodes on season 14 and then season 15 is gonna be kicking up and the podcast is gonna be going in some interesting directions yeah there's there's gonna be kind of a pedal to the metal feeling of oh fuck now it's live (laughs) <laughs> oh fuck now it's live so i'm sure we'll talk about that later but yep. uh hey b hey it was really nice meeting you it was wonderful meeting you remy oh oh I-, I miss you i know i'm like it's not even been well it's been a day but it's been it's been 24 hours so. <laughs> but uh I uh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see you guys next week. Bye. 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 And Sunday the first panel that we had was just a Rob solo panel. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a hair in my water. Um, well, priorities. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm tuned in. Um, what were you saying? I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> this is a gong show. <laughs>